Hey friends, this is the I Can Relate podcast and I'm your host, Rebecca Miller. Today I have Susanna Stalnaker with me and we are just going to jump right into it. Thank you for your patience as it's taken a minute for this episode to get out, but as usual, you will be encouraged. I hope that you will share it and you will also subscribe to the podcast. All right, let's get right to it. Hey, Susanna, welcome to the I Can Relate podcast. It is so great to have you on and who would have known? I've known Susanna since 2008. So right, what, what year are we at? It's been a long time. Yeah, it's, it's been quite quite a minute. And so um, her kids were much smaller and now they're graduating from college and getting married, which is like two of them anyways. And I'm, I'm really excited um, just to hear your story today and full of just all that God has done because I have been a part of your journey. And there was a season I was actually like in the trenches with you in mm-hmm. your journey. So this is really great to hear it um, just kind of kind of where you came from to where you are now, which is mm-hmm. of course the part that I am curious about. Cause I obviously, um, only see things from a distance. So I'm really excited to hear it from you personally. Go mm-hmm. ahead and share a little bit about just where, where you are right now in your life, like your kids and just, um, what you are doing. So my listeners know. Yeah. Um, thank you for having me on here, Becky. Um, Jeremy and I both uh, serve with the Mighty Oaks Foundation. And uh, I am the Women's Programs Director for Mighty Oaks Warrior Programs, which is like the programs division of Mighty Oaks. And um, we serve... Uh, military ladies, basically, uh, veterans, uh, active duty service members, spouses, um, also first responders. We really have gotten a huge response from the first responder community. And so mostly those who are dealing with uh, the effects of combat trauma or post-traumatic stress for themselves personally, but also in their families. And so that's what I'm doing right now. So I kind of run the women's uh, portion of the programs. So, um, yeah, that's That's kind of what I'm doing right now. And just the work that um, God has done, I think, in our lives to bring us to the point where we are now. Um, You know, just like you said, Becky, we have... um, kind of come almost like full circle. I feel like we, you know, Jeremy was in the, in the military. So coming from that, and then he um, served in the military for um, eight years. And then we went on staff at a church. Uh, He was an assistant pastor there. Then moving on to being senior pastor um, at the church that, that you mentioned where we serve together. That's where um, Stephen, Becky and Jeremy and myself work together um, there at that church. And then um, we were introduced to Mighty Oaks, I would say, I think it was like 2012. Um, They were first kind of like starting to try to develop the programs. Um, Jeremy was still pastoring at the church. And um, just through a series of events, Jeremy was connected to them just through some people that they knew mutually him and some of the men that he served with and so kind of was able to connect with them and through a series of events he started volunteering with helping to develop some of the programs and then shortly after that um, I was connected with um, some of the ladies and we worked together to kind of start the women's program side of it and so I was able to be part of the team that kind of started that and um, just again, through a series of events, just God started speaking to our hearts about doing that. And so, um, he just worked in our hearts in that way. And so then we came on with Mighty Oaks uh, full-time in 2015. And 
so um, that's kind of, I feel like kind of all the things that we have experienced in our life from military to ministry and now being able to to do this. And um, Mighty Oaks is a faith-based organization. And so um, everything that we do, all the classes that we teach in our programs are Bible-based. And so it's really kind of cool to be able to share. um, It's all testimony-based as well. So to share, you know, what God has done in our lives to bring us to where we are today and just some of the struggles that he's brought us through. And then everyone on our team is that everyone on our team has been through a program and um, kind of has that same testimony. And so it's just kind of uh, really, uh, really cool to watch how God has worked and to bring us to where we are now. Yeah, that's really neat. And I think um, I I have a kind of a question for you because I think sometimes, especially in this day and age when everything is like, you have to look so uh, due to Instagram and Facebook, there's a uh, kind of like a persona out there that you have to like put your best foot forward all the time. Mm -hmm. So I think when talking with, um, you know, these ladies and these men, and you have to share your own journey of where mm-hmm. you have been and what you've been through to be able to help them. Did yeah. you find that hard in the beginning to be so vulnerable? That's what I was going to say is a lot of people don't want to be vulnerable because they're afraid of the judgment or a comment they might even receive if they put that out somewhere on mm-hmm. social media of any kind. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would be the silliest thing, but there's going to be a comment. Um, yeah. but did you find that that was hard for you to be vulnerable or did you just feel like, you know, God just opened those doors and that peace to be able to be vulnerable to these people of the different things you've been through that you had to overcome as well through the Lord? Uh, yeah, it was difficult. <laughs> I didn't, I think for anyone, probably it's, it's hard to be vulnerable, but for me, I think just being in, uh, a leadership position in church ministry for such a long time. Yeah. I feel like it's almost kind of, um, you know, you're, you're not really supposed to be <laughs> that vulnerable, especially when you have people like looking to you yeah. to, um, to lead like them and to help them. Yes. And so there's almost this like uh, pressure and this expectation that you have your life all put together and you've never really maybe experienced anything really difficult. And if you have, you just don't feel the liberty or the freedom to be able to talk about it. And so that was kind of where I was. And I just was like, um, I've talked, I talked about this I talk about this when the ladies come to our program and I just let them know everyone that is going to be standing up here in front of you, teaching a class, um, knows exactly what it feels like to be sitting where you are. And so a lot of times, you know, when you get a group of women together, you're just sitting there and you're kind of sizing each other up and you're kind of like, "Mm, okay. And you feel very like, I don't want her to know my business. (laughs) And so really just kind of trying to, there's a lot of walls up. And so just trying to make them feel comfortable and like they're in a safe place to be able to share all of that. And what I share, with them is that when we were first starting the women's program, the Mighty Oaks Women's Program, um, some of the men who were already running the program, they um, kind of got the, the group of us that were looking to start the women's program kind of brought us all together and we went through like a mock program. So they kind of took us through all the things, all the classes, everything that they would teach at that time that they were teaching to the men. They kind of took us through that just to see how we could tailor it to the women, but so that we could experience it as well. And so part of that is sharing your testimony basically. 
yeah. not just really your salvation testimony, if that's part of it, but just kind of what, uh, you know, struggles, things that you have been through in different parts of your life and all of that. And I'm like, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> like I barely knew these ladies. I'm like, I think one of them I'd only met one time and like, I don't know these people. And why would I be willing to just put myself out there like that? Yeah. And so there was definitely a lot of that where it was difficult to be vulnerable, especially with people that you don't know. Um, it, to tell them all my business because um, I don't know how they're going to respond. Or like you said, even, you know, what they all think or comments that they might make, because that's more what I was used to. I think yeah. just being part of like church ministry leadership and um, not really feeling like you could be vulnerable like that. So there was definitely difficult. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what was it that um, just encouraged you to do that? So what was the shift for you? Was it just continually, okay, I'm going to just keep opening up mm -hmm. or, you know, was it your husband saying, no, you need to do this? So. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little bit of both actually. <laughs> yes. So it was him saying like, cause I still remember I was there um, at that kind of planning meeting or whatever that we were having. And um, I called him. I'm like, I just want to come home. Like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be here. And he was like, no, no, it's okay. Just, just do it. Just go through it. And it's going to be fine. And then also as I was with those ladies, um, we were there together, I think for like four days and they were opening up uh, about some things that they had been through and I'm like, okay, well, if they can do that, then I can do that too. And so that's really kind of what helped me just to be able to feel more comfortable because then I really knew that I was in kind of a, a safe place. I was the only one there too that I came from like church ministry background. Okay. And so I think that again was kind of like, okay, that's kind of because they're looking at me like you're the pastor's wife, like you're supposed to like have it all together, you know? Yeah. You <laughs> and can't so that have was like any problems. Exactly. We're superheroes. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. So I'm like, they're looking at me like, so again, it was like for me, I'm like, okay, they're looking at me like that. But I had to just put it put that away. And, um, then I realized the more I saw them opening up and it didn't really matter to them where I was coming from. It didn't matter to them that I was a pastor's wife. It didn't matter to them. Yeah. And so the more I kind of experienced that, the easier it became. Yeah. Oh, that's great. What a, what yeah. a blessing. I mean, and was this with other ladies that were on staff as well, that were just going through the mock or were these with actual women that are part are part of the program that you minister to? So these are ladies that are now on our leadership team. Okay. So not all of them, a couple of them just kind of, kind of went on to do other things. Yeah. Um, but there's a few of them still now that are on staff uh, with Mighty Oaks. And so That's this was great. kind of the first time that I really got to know them. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really neat. And I mean, I mean, that's even kind of in our churches today, you know, we need to be able to be able to share and be vulnerable because it does draw us closer together. And it also mm -hmm. shows us that we're human. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. it, it, a plug there for number one, if you are a um, military wife or, you know, first responder or, um, you know, you have post traumatic stress um, due to something in your life, find a community of believers because they're going to give you the biblical um, perspective, which is what you want. Um, and surround yourself with people that really care you to just share in your own life, um, how God has allowed you to come alive in him. Of course, we know that being alive in Christ is starting with salvation. Um, mm -hmm. but sometimes we, as Christians 
can act like we're dead mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. we're not alive in Christ uh, because the enemy gets in and he lies to us and we start believing the lies. You know, I just want to hear how through, you know, um, you know, kind of become assistant pastor. Well, you know, really, honestly, you were a, a military wife and then becoming an assistant pastor and a pastor's wife and then back to helping um, military wives of you know, which is on you guys' heart because of where you were, mm-hmm. um, how God through all of that has allowed you to come alive in him. And, um, of course you have four children and, mm-hmm. um, you don't have to share their names on the podcast if you don't want, but you can tell us their ages. And so that people can see like, Hey, I've been around, <laughs> but I'm also still in the thick of it. <laughs> yes. But I, yeah, do, I, you know, you have grown children. So I think it's good for people to hear that as well. I, I think probably that's a really good way to describe it. I've come around, but I'm still in the thick of it because we have the ages of our kids are so right. um, interesting. We have uh, Maggie is 23. Ethan is 21, about to turn 22. Molly is 15 and Everett is 13. And so we have grown kids who are kind of moving on, you know, graduating from college, getting married, like you said. And then we have two almost two high schoolers Everett's about to graduate from um, eighth grade so um yes yeah, so we have um still kind of in the thick of it but you know we have definitely been through been through some of that and so I'm oh goodness that's kind of a full question how that how kind of all these things have helped me to you know when I think about, about what does it mean to be alive in Christ and like you said it starts with salvation and that's when we really come alive, but it requires some things in our lives to be able to stay healthy. So an alive human being is not necessarily a healthy human being. And so it does require for us to do some things in our lives, not to keep our salvation, but to, you know, remain um, healthy as being alive in Christ. And so um, that's part of what I will talk about at the sisterhood conference is what, what does that look like in the life of a woman really to be alive in Christ and to truly you know, have that full abundant life and what it can look like to have that in him. And so for me, there's so many things that I have learned through, you know, that whole process of, you know, being a military wife and then assistant pastor's wife and then pastor's wife, and then now uh, leading um, um, in a kind of a nonprofit ministry. Yeah. And so ministering to other people who are struggling and having a difficult time. And I think there's so much that we can learn about ourselves when we're ministering to other people. And that's really kind of where, where I have feel like I have really more kind of come alive is kind of going through some of the things that we went through as a military family, military couple, and then being in church ministry for that period of time. And now uh, ministering in a little bit of a different way than, um, than we have before. And so uh, when you are ministering to people at their kind of most difficult, uh, you know, some people that ladies that we have come to our program, this is kind of like the last, the last straw for them. Like if they don't figure something out while they're with us, they don't really know what's next. Like what, what is next? And so honestly, we've had ladies come to us who have uh, attempted suicide several times or who are maybe, you know, contemplating suicide. And so literally they're kind of at the end of their rope and they just don't know what is next for them. And so when you are in the trenches, I can say with people like that, um, it really puts things in perspective. And so for me, that has caused me to really uh, reflect on, you know, my relationship with Christ, because there's no way that you can minister to, to people at their most, in their most difficult times in their life, if your relationship with God is not as strong as it can possibly be. And so it has really caused me to maybe, um, 
reprioritize things in my life, uh, reevaluate some things in my life life. Um, before we started this, you were talking about being, becoming very minimalistic <laughs> for yourself personally. And I feel like for me, that has really caused me to really look at, okay, what is the absolute most important things in every area of my life that I need to be focusing on and just a reprioritizing of things. And I feel like that has really helped me to, um, come alive in it, in it, or stay, even stay healthy, um, in my life when we're talking about being alive in Christ. And so just reprioritizing, minimizing things, only looking at the most important, um, in every relationship in every area of my life. And I feel like that has really helped me so much, um, with kind of what we're doing right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And, um, as far as, you know, when you're pre, when you're prioritizing, um, what were some things that the Lord kind of, um, through his word or, you know, like you said, you needed to start realizing like my relationship needs to be, you know, strong with the Lord. What were some things that you put in place is what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. Um, what were some things that you put in place to get you on that track of, um, the right priorities? Um, I think that it, it's very basic things that I think we hear all the time, all the time that we should be doing. You know, we hear you should be reading your Bible, you should be praying, you should be going to church, you should be doing all those things. But really uh, making those things an actual priority, I would say in my prayer life, that has really, I have really focused on that a lot. Um, I think in more than just like, okay, I'm going to say a quick prayer in the morning, you know, as part of like your quiet time, you think, okay, I'm just going to pray, but really, you know, what actually focusing on the power that is available to us through prayer. And I think understanding truly what that is and seeing God really answer prayer and uh, come through in that way, um, in a way that I have never before in my life and just watch him, uh, just really make himself very real when we're able to tap into the full power that's available to us in, through prayer. And I don't think that we can ever fully grasp that or even understand that, but just kind of seeing those small glimpses of God making himself so real. So I would say for me, probably the biggest thing has been prioritizing my prayer life and making that, uh, maybe all that I, I can make it in my, even my fleshly body, you know, yeah. humanly possible, whatever, however that is. Um, but for me to really make that a priority and to really fully uh, develop my prayer life, that has been probably the biggest thing. You know, I know you recently um, wrote a book and mm -hmm. it's geared towards military wives, but really anybody could read it. It's a uh, 365 day devotional. Am I, am I yep. correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And so yes. um, what was that? Cause I'm sure that had to play into how you were becoming more alive in Christ and your relationship with him. Mm -hmm. um, how did that come into play? How did, how did God work to open those doors? Uh, he showed me a, a lot I think taught me a lot about myself during that whole process. So we did have a publisher reach out to Mighty Oaks and they wanted to put together a devotional for uh, military uh, women particularly. And then it just kind of turned into it becoming for military families. And so, um, so I took that project on and uh, kind of not something that I would probably choose on my own to do. <laughs> and so it just kind of, just at the request of them, I'm like, yeah. okay, you know, I can do that. And so it was, uh, an extremely 
I would say introspective process for me because through all of that, you know, having to come up with 365 separate thoughts, but also really looking at what a military family would maybe struggle with and thinking about maybe some of the things that I personally have struggled with or do struggle with and really asking God to show me a lot of those things about myself. So it probably took me about, I would say eight to nine months to put it, to write it, to put it together. Yeah. And during that time, that was really, I would say, and so that was a couple of years ago that I started working, that I worked on that. And I would say that probably was the time that God just really worked and moved in my life to make prayer a priority, just seeking him because I felt very incompetent to put that project together. And I just felt like there's, there's no way I can do that. And so really just, you know, seeking God every day and just asking him to show me what he message he wants to deliver. And I would say that he, through that project worked in my life in a huge way in that. Yeah, that's just awesome. like dependence on him. Yeah. And um, that is, I could only do that through asking him and praying and, you know, all that. So I think through that project, my prayer life really developed a lot. Yeah. And I think that is a key in coming alive in Christ is remembering who we are and remembering mm -hmm. who God is. Yeah. Because if we think we can do things on our own, um, then and in the little things, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's, I guess as simple as like getting up in the morning and like having to get your kids ready for school, but it could be washing the dishes, doing the laundry, doing some mundane things. Um, but if we think I can do it on my own, when we get to the big things, we'll think, I think as well, we can do it on our own. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a big task, but like, I think I can do it. Um, or God just uses that time to show like, you can't do anything. Like my husband will say, you can't even blink, you know, and hold like bad as eyes mm -hmm. from the pulpit there and, um, without the Lord. And that's true because yeah. we, we cannot do anything. Like God gives us the ability even to blink mm -hmm. <laughs> and the ability to speak. And, um, you know, if we believe and understand that everything comes from God, I think when our perspective changes to that, I think it does help us to depend on the Lord mm -hmm. because we know that our own dependence on ourselves gets us nowhere, but more, right. more, you know, frustrated. That's where it gets us. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so, exactly. Uh, we have to depend upon the Lord mm -hmm. and that's where, um, of course, all of of our joy and our strength is, is in him. And so I love that. And, um, I'm excited to read your devotional. Mm -hmm. Um, I know you're sending one my way. I even checked the yep. note this morning and I didn't get <laughs> it, but I did, I did purchase two, um, okay. for uh, a couple ladies in our church. One who is like way past military life. She's in her seventies, but like that was her life. Her husband used to jump out of airplanes. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but then there's another lady who also, her husband was in the military. And so I felt like, you know, this would be a great book to give to someone. Mm -hmm. um, so if you are on the podcast listening, um, you can go to amazon.com and you can look up her book and I'll go ahead and have you share your book so that they can find it. <laughs> um, it's called Shield of Faith. And um, yeah, you just um, go ahead and um, you can search it on Amazon. It's also available on Barnes and Noble. Um, they actually has been um, available inside the store as well. And some Barnes and Nobles have carried it as well in the store. So you could check it out in the store if you want, but barnesandnoble.com or amazon.com. It's called Shield of Faith. And um, yeah, it'd be great. It's a great gift. Um, also, even just for families. I mean, I've given it to just 
I feel like, you know, the Bible is for all of us yeah. <laughs> and that's, you know, what this is. So it is yeah. written specifically to military families, but I feel like the um, things that are talked about in the book each uh, month, it addresses a different theme mm-hmm. from um, anxiety to um, identity. Uh, you know, there's a month on uh, strength and how we can find our strength in the Lord. And so um, each month kind of focuses on a different theme and it really is, I pick those themes based off of what military families I feel like struggle with but it's really areas that we all struggle with and so um it is just for families in general but it does make a really nice gift if you know a military family or couple that's um that might could use that for an encouragement yeah Yeah. that's great well Susana it's been a joy to have you on the podcast thank you just um you sharing how God has worked in in your life and um I think you'll get a window of that even more by reading her devotional uh, Mm -hmm. because she wrote it like she said in a time where God was really working on her and there these were things that you know you've you've had to learn right you know Mm -hmm. and so I think it's going to be um another opportunity for you to get to know her by getting her her book. I'm really thankful that you just shared, um, just, um, some little bit more about yourself and just what God has done. And it has been a joy to see, um, you know, just your, your family, um, Mm -hmm. living for the Lord, all of them. And so, and that's exciting. And that's a testimony to you and your husband Mm -hmm. and just how, um, God has worked in your life, um, to be able to pass on the Christian legacy, um, you know, to your children, even though of course they have to believe in their own by faith, which I know they have, but, um, just giving them that example. So, um, well, thank you again. Yeah. And I hope you have a beautiful day. And thanks. Thank for you so much. Yeah. Thanks so much, Becky. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for joining us on the podcast and you can share this episode with someone and encourage them because the more that people find it and these testimonies of God's goodness, the more it will be an encouragement in their own life. So uh, thank you for listening today on the I can relate podcast.